0: I'm a good table drummer.
1: You know, Jeff just loves that. Oh yeah. You're tapping on that. Oh, I know. He's back there, just like he likes, Give me more. He
0: likes when I sing along to the bumper music. <laughs> Don't get right into the stories. He's loving everything right now. He likes the way give I give me more. He likes the way I hang things in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We'll tell that story one day. Welcome back to <laughs> not Columbus, today, Katie. Though not <laughs> today. Not today. <laughs> It's too fresh. Great stuff uh, in that last hour with Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. If you missed any of it, you don't have to because all you have to do is be subscribed to the Colombo and Katie podcast. And you'll never miss anything that happens here on the show because we put the show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every single day. We put it on basically every podcast platform. So whatever you use, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Many, many more. Just subscribe to Columbo and Katie Podcast, and you'll never miss anything that happens here on the show. Um, Andrew Yang. I mentioned Andrew Yang Mm -hmm. at the end of that last segment. He is one of the many. So we were talking earlier in the show about Joe Rogan, how he is the latest member of the media, the latest celebrity to... Say that he doesn't think that Joe Biden's going to make it to the ballot in November. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan said on his podcast this week that he thinks that the Democrats are prepping the country. Right. And themselves to for Gavin Newsom to take over that spot this year Mm -hmm. for Joe Biden. But, Rogan, not the only one. The New York Times, I mentioned this a minute ago, the New York Times has published multiple stories recently about Biden being mentally incapable to be president for another term. And many other well-known Democrats are also no longer holding their tongue and letting the Biden criticism fly. Uh, We mentioned CNN's Paul Begala went viral Last week, with his reaction to the Her report, he said, quote, I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and wetting the bed. (laughs) This is terrible for Democrats. Anybody with a functioning brain knows that. Uh, So, Paul Vigala, who is a a big Democrat, he's one of the main Democrat voices on CNN. You know, he, he went viral for that quote. David Axelrod... James Carville, we've talked about a lot, have been two other big name Democrats who have been critical of Joe Biden. Andrew Yang now, remember him? He said that there is a palpable difference that he has witnessed personally between the last election when he was running for president against Joe Biden. So he was participating in debates and having regular contact with Mm -hmm. Joe Biden during the 2020 election right. process and he said that there is a strong noticeable palpable difference in the man yeah than there when he sees him now as to his experience with him 4 years ago and if you remember during that 2020 presidential election Joe Biden was not at the top of his game then. No, we were critical. People were critical of his age and his mental ability and his fitness and his stamina mm-hmm. in twenty twenty. Well, so if he's worse now, if he's in and, and like ext- way worse mm-hmm. a, according to Andrew Yang, then he, then he was even then. I mean that's. When you start out at bad mm-hmm. and then you get a hundred times worse, it's different than if you're excellent and then you get worse. Maybe you're still average, you know, or something like that. But when you're already bad and then you get way worse, that just is deeper and deeper of a hole.
1: I remember all of us holding our breath for the debates, whenever it started mm-hmm. off with the big debates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I also remember Andrew Yang, Marion Williamson, a couple of others, Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. commenting on Joe Biden and his ability to debate mm-hmm. on the stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a huge focus point for conservative media, obviously. Yeah. But even the other people that were going to be debating him were like, it, yeah. can he actually make it? Like, is he going to be all right to do this? So it's very telling to hear that from Andrew yeah. Yang.
0: Now, yeah, he said there's a palpable difference he has witnessed between the last election cycle and this one, saying in a recent interview that he'd be stunned if Joe Biden was able mm-hmm. to finish a second term. Yeah, I um, not not like is he the right guy for the job? Like he'd be stunned if Joe Biden was just physically and mentally able. To serve another term
1: and at that point let's and then, and then
0: he endorsed dean phillips <laughs>
1: <laughs> good old dean he's yeah. still trying he's yeah. just like nikki Haley. they're still trying right <laughs> it's um it's very interesting to think of let's say biden runs and he wins which would be insane and would lead me towards the way rob carter thinks about a lot of elections but let's just say that happens What would it look like if President Biden was our president and in the middle of his presidency, two years in,
0: two months in,
1: something happens to him, Mm -hmm. something age related or let's just say something physically happens to him. And now we have a president in a wheelchair. Now we have a president that needs nurses, staff.
0: Well, in that in that case, I think it would be a clear...
1: But even getting to that yeah, point. I think it
0: would be clear that he would be no longer capable and the vice president would take over.
1: Correct. But <clears throat> even getting to that point, middle of his presidency, mm-hmm. and then having the vice president have to step in. Yeah. That's chaos in itself.
0: Yeah. As bad as Nikki Haley's campaign is going, and it's it's going about as bad as a campaign can go, her late her new line that she keeps using I think is a good one. She keeps... The, if you heard the new line about a woman president... I don't she know. She keeps saying, like, her new line is, there is going to be a woman president next year. Oh. It's either going to be me or Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think that's a good line. That's clever. I think that's a good line. Like, saying that... and which Which... Let me get your thoughts on that. That's clever. Let me get your thoughts on this. Because the other idea that we don't talk nearly as much about, we talk a lot about the Democrats making a switch now, before the election, and putting Kamala or Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom or somebody in that spot. What about the idea of using Joe to win the election because they think that that's their best chance, and then doing the switch and saying that make it him stepping down. So kind of what you were just saying, but, but not because not a medical issue, Mm -hmm. like a controlled, the plan that is executed by the Democrats where Joe Biden can go up and say, you know, I am not, you know, I've, I've done everything that I can, Mm -hmm. but for the good of the country, it's time for me to step aside And then put their whoever, Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, and at that point, what about that idea of, do you think that people would be, what would people be more accepting of? Doing it before the election or after the election?
1: I have to say this. If Biden is our next president, you will see a lot of people that are uh, whatever party very suspicious of our elections and its integrity. Yeah, I will, yeah. I think that to begin right, with.
0: Right, right, right. But I, I think, but uh, that aside, but that
1: aside, let's say but he the wins. Next, but let's say he wins, and if they switch him out, you will see people in droves saying, mm-hmm. I cannot be part of this This was party always anymore. the plan. Yeah, you will see this people was, in droves. There will be, a, I think, there will be a massive uprising with the American public and saying, we don't have to affiliate with the party, but what you just did is so wrong. It could be Republican, they could be Democrat, they could be independent, but the people's voices will be heard if they do a switch at the last moment and now have Kamala Harris be president because people... Even if they're ticket mates and even if they run together, that isn't who they voted for. Even the Democrats, they voted for Joe Biden. So they even have plausible, they have a reason to be upset as well. So
0: you think it's, if they're going to do it, it's better for them strategically to do it before the election than after the
1: election. And the sooner the better. I absolutely agree because you'll be pulling, you will be pulling the sheet from underneath people. You will be totally tricking them. And thinking that you have control of a
0: situation and you will lose control so quickly Mm
1: -hmm. because the American public will be so angry.
0: Uh, The New York Times, as I mentioned, it's I don't know what's going on over there. They they recently published an article saying that uh, Biden's low profile, quote, has eroded the public's confidence. He looks as if he's hiding or worse, being hidden. Mm -hmm. And several New York Times columnists including Michelle Goldberg, David French, Ross Dothat, and Ezra Klein, have all either floated the idea or explicitly told Joe Biden in an article recently that he should step aside ahead of the 2024 election. The New York Times is coming for Joe Biden recently.
1: Because their jobs are in jeopardy, too. They thought this was going to be fluffy, cutesy time. I mean, the New York Times, all of them thought it was going to be fluffy, cutesy, lovey-dovey, friendly time. And now look who just made them fools. Yeah. Look who just made them into stupid idiots because they can't do their job correctly. The administration.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna get your thoughts on this, roll out this, uh, this, this dissent that was issued by Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas today. Uh, two of the Supreme Court's conservative justices issued a fiery dissent earlier today after the court declined to hear a case challenging a Virginia high school's admissions program that allegedly discriminates against Asian Americans. First of all, can I just say, I hate when the Supreme court does this. I hate yeah. when they pass like, no, we're not going to do weird. That one seems too that. That one seems too hard. It's like, where does it go from there? Then exactly like, what happens then exactly. <laughs> and then, especially when you have two Supreme court justices, then issue, this is, it's a, this is a 10 page dissent. By Samuel Alito. This is a Supreme Court justice that clearly spells out all of the times that the ruling that was being appealed to the Supreme Court was unconstitutional. So you have two Supreme Court justices saying that this case, this law, this precedent that has been set is clearly unconstitutional, but we're not going to do anything about it. Pass. Yeah, I... I mm-hmm. hate that. I hate when that happens. And I know it wasn't Alito and, and Thomas. They wanted to take the case. They were just outvoted. But that makes me question everybody. Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett. Like, where are you yeah. guys at? Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Alexandria, Virginia, is a like a su- super coveted school that has sent is is considered to be like a pipeline. To Ivy League colleges. Parents in that region compete fiercely for a spot at the high school with current admissions costing $100 just to apply Mm. for the school and focusing heavily on standardized testing as a measure of evaluation on who gets accepted to the school and who doesn't. The Fairfax County School Board has attempted to address racial disparities among the student body particularly the low numbers of black and Hispanic students. While the school does not expressly filter applicants for race and instead recently implemented geographic quotas guaranteeing admission to the top students of each middle school in the country or in the county. Excuse me. The school also factored income into the equation, a coalition of parents of students at Thomas Jefferson High School, the nation's top ranked high school, appealed to the Supreme Court claiming that the Ivy League feeder imposes a roundabout way of filtering for race admissions that they say violates the law. And I think that it clearly does. So they don't, they don't say we, they don't outright say we're, we're not accepting certain people because of their ethnicity or race, but they're putting in quotas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are stopping. More qualified students from getting in (laughs) expressly because of the color of their skin. Justice Samuel Alito, joined by Clarence Thomas, dissented from the court's denial today, calling the lower court's decision in the case patently incorrect and dangerous. Alito's dissent read, in part, What the Fourth Circuit majority held, in essence, is that intentional racial discrimination is constitutional so long as it's not too severe. So a little bit of racism is okay. Yeah, just don't overdo it. This reasoning is indefensible and cries out for correction. Continuing Alito's quote: "Asian American students, many of him, many of whom are immigrants, of the children, uh, or the children of immigrants." have often seen a mission to TJ as a ticket to the American dream. In this respect, their aspirations mirror those of young people from other immigrant groups. Public magnet schools with competitive administrations based on standardized tests have served as engines of social mobility by providing unique opportunities for minorities and the children of immigrants. And these students' subsequent careers have in turn richly contributed to our country's success. He then explained that the court of appeals decision in his view was indefensible because under its reasoning, the school could have adopted a policy designed solely to reduce the Asian American offer rate and still evade liability. And he said, quote, the holding below effectively licensed official actors to discriminate against any racial group with impunity as long as that group continues to perform at a higher rate than other groups. So as long as. Asian Americans are performing on tests better than other demographics of kids. They can be discriminated against as long as they're smarter. They can be discriminated against. That's exactly what that says. He goes on the court's willingness to swallow the apparent, the uh, apparent decision below is hard to understand. We should wipe the decision off the books. And because the court refuses to do so, I must respectively dissent when you have a supreme court justice and that's like that's a page of a 10-page dissent that he wrote partnered up with Clarence Thomas you have two supreme court justices that lay out such a obvious case why a ruling was unconstitutional and the court just decides not to take it up that just doesn't seem it doesn't even seem like it, it doesn't seem like an option to me. No, it doesn't. doesn't seem, it? It, it feels be. like that should not be an option. It shouldn't be.
1: That's, well, a, no, that's we're not so do correct. I, I don't understand what qualifies the Supreme Court to be able to pass. I mean, I know that the vote and everything like that happens. But w- where does a case like this go then? I mean, does It just
0: kind of dies. It kind of just good defaults to that lower court ruling. And, how and is, the problem is, is we know that there's so many lower courts are... Totally Extremely biased. Political. Yes,
1: yeah. totally biased, totally political agenda. I feel so bad because that is something that's so prevalent that's happening in our universities and it seems like our high schools right now. The racism against Asian Americans, that mm-hmm. was a that was yeah. a revelation that came to in 2020 and now has been, you know, amplified because of what we're seeing on college campuses yeah. because of COVID. That's It's funny that the people that fight so hard against racism don't understand how that's a racist thing.
0: You got that right. How do they not understand that that is racist? The people that fight so hard, protest... Light QTs on fire? In the name of Equality. Yeah, inequality. In the name of equality and are pushing for... Unequal. You're too smart, treatment.
1: so you can't actually get into the yeah, school.
0: That's exactly what that lower court ruled, and the Supreme Court is just not going to do anything about it. And the precedent that that sets.
1: Yeah, we have no standards anymore. We're we're so we're able and willing to lower
0: the bar instead of rise
1: to the occasion. Yeah. It's so
0: sad. Uh,
1: I want to switch back
0: locally uh, to an issue that I'm sure we'll talk more about this week as we have conversations with folks like Rodney Bo- uh, Boyd tomorrow and Justin Sparks on Thursday. A new bill that is making its way through the Missouri legislative session would ban mechanics from being able to work on your car if it has an expired tag. You, did you see this story? I
1: did. But I want you to read it so I can work through it. Because initially,
0: I have a reaction, but I want to work I it. also have yeah. an initial reaction. Mm-hmm. So I will. I'll roll it out, and we'll see what you think next on Columbo and Katie. For podcast articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Columbo and Katie. You'll probably get some more information on this This particular issue and everything happening in the legislative session tomorrow when we talk to the Insider's Insider of Missouri Politics, Rodney Boyd, we'll also of course talk to Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks on Thursday afternoon, so I'm sure we will get more details on on this bill and more, but uh, this one's interesting to me. I know you saw at least the headline, a little bit of it, and... Yes, have some questions as well. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 get into it here. Um, a new bill that has been proposed in the Missouri legislative session would ban work on vehicles with expired tags. After hearing from frustrated mechanics forced to work on vehicles with expired tags, a fluorescent lawmaker has a new proposal only allowing repairs on properly registered vehicles quote in our area now they don't even bother to get temporary tags they just drive around with no license plates said representative gretchen bangert of florissant in a recent interview through her new bill the measure would currently bar repairs for vehicles with regular license plates that are expired Bangert said that she is going after temporary tag abuse. Quote, that's what I've heard from some of the mechanics in my area, that they are frustrated that they are having to work on vehicles that have expired tags that are, you know, several years old or have absolutely no tags at all. She said, what do you think about that?
1: I do agree that the temp tag situation has got out, out of control.
0: I, I would agree that that is a problem I as completely
1: well. agree with that. I just don't know. I just don't know how I feel about the mechanics now getting, like, them having to be the people that are confronting those saying Like, now it's, now... Although she tried to put into a law. It would be literally against the law. But like to fix. <laughs> now we're having the mechanics have to talk to the people and be like, hey, I actually can't work on your car. I feel like that that's putting them, even though they're like, it's annoying to work on the cars. Now we're kind of putting the mechanics in a situation where they have to be the spokesperson for something like this and can't work. Can't really do their jobs. I understand it's annoying, but. I just don't really like the position it's maybe putting the mechanics
0: in. How many times in your adult life, in your short adult life, mm-hmm. thank you, have you just forgot? Have you just realized? Oh, geez, I need to get these. I need to get my tags. Oh here. yeah, it happened to me last oh, year because yeah. mm-hmm. we moved. Mm-hmm. Christina and I uh, have always been like reliant on the letter in mm-hmm. the mail. The letter comes, it says, you know, you're getting this, you know, you need to renew and it's got the little instructions in there and yeah. And, and she is, my wife is great at doing whatever online process you have to do, tags show up in the mail, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, we moved and we didn't get a letter and I realized One day, a few months ago. I mean, it's taken care of now. It was taken care of immediately. But like, I was like taking the trash out, and I just like for whatever reason, like glanced down at my truck and was and was like, oh, my tags expired. Like I need to get that. And I and I went in and I was like, hey, my tags are expired. And Christine was, you know, just as surprised. She was like, no way. She was like, I never got the letter. Yeah, like so, I wouldn't have been able to get. If my truck needed brakes at that moment, also I wouldn't have been; it would have been against the law for me to get it fixed. I feel like there is a temporary tag problem. There definitely so, is. Yeah. So the spirit behind this, yeah, to confront that, I, I, I could see you know making a case for, but I'm not sure that this is. I'm not sure that I am on board with this.
1: I just don't like the position that it it puts people that are just trying to do their job in I don't like that now
0: they're probably Well she's framing it and I don't know if like it's, it was their request. She's framing it like yeah that the, the mechanics would prefer this law. Now I don't know that that's accurate. Uh, yeah, I don't she know either could have but just cherry picked a couple of quote. And maybe even if
1: it is accurate, let's say I still don't like the idea of the co- of that kind of conversation and probably Eshalation, confrontation yeah of what could happen with someone that's like I'm a mechanic and I work at Jiffy Lube and usually we can do all these things but we can't accommodate you I just don't think that they need to be put in a position where they have to confront something like that but in th- in that same vein I don't actually know what to do about the temporary tag situation because it is out of control I see people when we work downtown mm-hmm. Three years
0: on a temp tag. I mean, expired three years ago. Or the marker that's clearly been written over multiple times. It's like, like, I'm going to change this five into an eight. I'm going to change this one into a seven.
1: It's (laughs) wild to see that something like that or unregistering their vehicle. I mean, it is a problem. Uh, But then you are putting people. When they were
0: getting when uh, license plates were getting cut in half downtown because yes. people were stealing the Oh my gosh, tags. I And then you'd, you'd see all the time, I all the time seeing cars on the road with half a driver's license because somebody cut their license plate trying to get the tags.
1: I guess this is an innovative way, but you're right. I have been someone that has definitely had an expired tag before and have been pulled over for yeah. the expired tag before. Yeah. Just because I was a ding-dong.
0: I would imagine that this, that there is some kind of, hopefully there would be a provision against what I'm about to lay out. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you also create a um, self-fulfilling loop of not being, so let's say somebody did just honestly forget to get their tags updated and now they're just, they're a month behind and they realize, "Oh, crap. It just passed." Oh. And yeah. they and but in order to get them renewed, they need a safety inspection yes. and emissions test. Yes. The can't mechanic can't give them. <laughs> yeah. The safety inspection and the emissions test because they are banned from working on cars with expired plates. Oh, good so me. you can't get you can't, they can't fix it until the the tags are updated and the tags can't get updated until they fix it that's a good point or if there's a crack like you know if you have a a crack in your in your windshield and you and it won't pass a safety test but your tags are expired and you're like well but I need to get this fixed well I can't fix it because (laughs) they're expired like it that is such a good point. It
1: creates point. some loops. It does. <laughs> that, don't, yeah, it that don't make any sense. And then how would you resolve that? What would you do? That is such a good point. Mm. Yeah, there is that cycle. Bad <laughs> cycle to get in.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's all the details that were released. Uh, in the couple stories that I read about this bill, you know, it didn't get deeper into things like what I just talked about, but... Uh, hopefully, there's more to it. And like I said, we'll find out tomorrow uh, more information on that bill and uh, everything else happening in Jeff City when we talk to Rodney Boyd, the insider's insider of Missouri politics. So make sure you join us tomorrow. If you have thoughts on this story, I'd love to hear them on Twitter. Follow me at Tony Colombo Talk. Follow Katie at KFITSTalk. And uh, keep it right here. The O'Reilly Report is coming up next. Then the Tim Jones and Chris Harp Show at 4. Larry Connors USA at 6. And the Rob Carter Show at 8. Columbo and Katie back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us here at 1019 and 941 News Talk.